that little traitorous weasel Mitt Romney announces he's going to vote to convict Trump. But who is surprised by that? No one. Oh, and Nancy Pelosi, she's, by the way, ruined after Trump knocked it out of the park with an excellent, I thought, State of the Union speech. But Nancy has lost her political acumen. She has lost control of her caucus. She has lost her composure and probably her mind. You know, last year, she almost lost her teeth. This year, uh, her temper. I mean, she is so furious over how this impeachment saga has rolled out that she has thrown caution to the wind because she knows it's a downhill battle. I'm John Miller. White House Brief begins now. All right, so we'll get into liberals and their disgraceful attacks on Rush Limbaugh, their unchecked lack of decorum, their losing streak, and their inability to recover in 2020. Plus, Dubergier is here with me to discuss the State of the Union speech. But first, Valentine's Day, because that's coming up. And just because your girl says she doesn't want anything for Valentine's Day doesn't mean, doesn't mean she doesn't really want anything. And it certainly doesn't mean she doesn't deserve anything. But not to worry, the Books Company has got you covered. That's Books, B-O-U-Q-S, as in bouquets of flowers. And they offer farm-fresh, sustainably sourced flowers for next day or same-day delivery. Order today and get 25% off your entire purchase by going to books.com slash W-H-B. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash W-H-B for 25% off with the code W-H-B. I just used them and sent someone flowers with them today. They're a great company. And remember, Valentine's Day isn't just for lovers, so you can show your best girlfriend some love, your best galantine some, some love. Let mom know how much you love her or Make that first move if you're feeling if you're feeling brave. All right. You think it's cold outside now. Wait until you forget Valentine's Day. All right. The Books Company is here to make your life easier and they offer more than just roses. They offer sweet treats. They offer beautifully styled bouquets, plants, gifts and succulents all on their website. So this Valentine's Day, spread the book love with your first love, your forever love, and your loved ones by going to B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash W-H-B for 25% off with the code W-H-B. All right, so the liberals are savaging Rush. A guy named Nick Pappas on Twitter says, I'm so sorry for lung cancer. No one deserves Rush Limbaugh. I wish him the best medical care he's worked on denying to others. Rush Limbaugh, of course, diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, advanced lung cancer. This guy is a broadcast giant. This guy literally took conservative radio, built it from the ground up. He's from St. Gerard, Missouri, grew up there, family of distinguished lawyers, Rush went to college, I think for not even a year, decided college is not for me, all right? And his brother, David Limbaugh, became a successful lawyer, and Rush was kind of the black sheep of the family. And and Rush was kind of the guy that like, oh, we don't know how he's going to turn out. He ended up building this enormous industry, which literally, because of the industry in talk radio and AM radio that Rush built, we now have Fox News. We now have an entire conservative media sphere because of this one guy who went out and said, you know what? I hear only one perspective being told on the radio. I hear only one perspective being shown in the media. Yet everybody I know 
thinks a different way. Why is the perspective of the people that I know not represented in the media? And so he went and did that. And that was very controversial. And it was considered very unacceptable for a guy to go on the airwaves and talk about conservatism and espouse conservatism unabashedly like Rush did. And so there were literally acts of Congress introduced to stop Rush from being able to do what he did. And instead, he still persevered. He still was able to succeed. And so everything from the business model to actually forming conservatism to actually helping Congress win seats, Rush has been able to completely revolutionize conservatism and broadcast media. And he was diagnosed with cancer. And it's a really big deal in the broadcast world and in the conservative world. In the same way as a broadcaster like Howard Stern, um, if something like that were to happen to him, even though I probably don't agree with the guy politically, uh, it would be devastating. It would be devastating to hear that he has such a, an illness. And so Rush Limbaugh was awarded with the Medal of Freedom, which is the highest civilian honor you can get. And he was awarded it at the Trump speech, at the Trump State of the Union speech. And how did liberals react? Well, they reacted like Nick Pappas reacted by saying, well, he deserves it, or something along those lines. They disparaged him, and I was in the crypt, which is where the media sits to watch the State of the Union speech. We don't actually get in the chamber. They put us in the crypt. I was in there, and when Trump announced that Rush was going to receive that award, you want to know what the journalists did, the liberal media, the liberal journalists, the liberal White House and congressional correspondents? They scoffed. They said his reaction is fake. They rolled their eyes. Just complete disgust. And in return, I offer nothing but disgust for them. I have a really hard time respecting people who look at a man who probably doesn't have much time left on this earth. We pray that is not the case. We pray that he's able to receive the kind of treatment, the best kind of treatment that he can get so that he can kick this. And I believe that he will. But there is a chance, as there always is when you have stage four cancer, that he won't. And to treat a man like that, who has done so much for this country, and has been such a voice for the First Amendment and for freedom in this country, to just treat him with that kind of disdain, I find utterly reprehensible. So may long live Rush, may long live the king of broadcast media, and may long live the king of conservatism, Rush Limbaugh. All right, so after Trump completed his speech, Nancy Pelosi, the classy woman that she is, did this. God bless you, and God bless... America. Thank you very much. What trash? What trash? She later had to justify it when asked about it by reporters. Why did you rip the speech up, Madam Speaker? Why did you rip and then later, she reportedly said in a closed-door meeting, well, Trump shredded the truth, so I shredded his speech. Isn't she clever? Stu Bergier is here with us now. He has a new show coming out, Stu Does America. And right now, Stu Does State of the Union. Mm -hmm. Stu, good to see you. <laughs> good to see you, John. So did you think, people are asking, did Nancy Pelosi do the shredding of the speech in a show of solidarity with her caucus? Or was it just out of sheer rage that she just sat there and ripped the speech because she was so upset? I think it was a, a direct reaction to the handshake. 
I, I, because I think there's a moment there where the handshake, you look at it and I don't know, I slowed it down. I watched it like Zapruder film style, <laughs> frame by frame. I think there's a chance he didn't even mean to do it. I mean, he kind of turns his head right as she reaches her hands out. It, I don't know, he's man. He's such a I, troll that I that he probably meant to do it. But you saw him. You, I mean, you watched it in slow motion. Yeah. I didn't. But you saw him turn, <laughs> kind of look at her, and then turn back. Yeah. And that makes me think it was it was intentional. Yeah, I think it probably was honestly because he could he could have tried to bail her out of the moment when she has her hand outstretched. And I think that. Uh, you know, obviously, on top of all their other hatred for each other, uh, she was—I uh, I think she was just annoyed enough to go after that and 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 rip the speech up. But the thing that drives me, like the thing I like about it the most, is her sitting there that entire hour and a half, thinking how impressive and how like what a, what an amazing historic moment she's about to perform. Right? Because you know been, she was thinking about the, the entire time. Oh yeah, the whole the time, entire time, waiting, waiting, and it was such a dud. I mean, it was such a dud. Even people who don't like Trump, even people who are Democrats, generally speaking, I think thought it was just really disrespectful. And just, you know, not not it's not what you're supposed to do in that moment. It was a bad look for her. And after she introduced him improperly and Mm -hmm. and, you know, they were all about decorum back when, you know, Obama was president. Oh, yeah. And Joe Wilson got up and said, you lie. But now all of a sudden decorum uh, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. And the Joe Wilson one's a great example of that, too, because Joe Wilson was right the whole time. (laughs) Like, I I remember like they're like, well, uh, of course you can't have illegal immigrants getting health care under Obamacare. And then you look at, first of all, they were getting it. Secondly, it was legitimately a piece of the platform of the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign that, that they wanted to give to every illegal immigrant health care. Uh, and then they denied it and denied it and denied it. And then we find out later, this poor guy, Joe Wilson, God only knows where he's <laughs> right. in a Cinnabon somewhere now. And, <laughs> and now they're proudly proclaiming it at yeah, the debates, all, every single candidate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think she was, I mean, they're having a really bad time because you had the Iowa caucuses which were just a disaster. (laughs) And then you had Trump deliver the State of the Union speech, and today he's probably going to get acquitted, probably more than probably Mm -hmm. going to get acquitted. Yes. Um, But we do have Mitt Romney who just made an announcement, and Mitt Romney made this announcement. Let's watch. I will only be one name among many, no more, no less, to future generations of Americans who look at the record of this trial. They will note merely that I was among the senators who determined that what the president did was wrong. So this guy, clearly it's just a personal thing for Trump because there's no way they're going to get the guy convicted. Right. And yet he's sitting there making a personal statement. First, he said, I want the witnesses. And then he didn't get the witnesses. And then he said, I'm going to impeach Trump anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, it's probably partially legacy. He feels in some way he's going to be above this whole process and he doesn't like what's happened to politics and blah, 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 blah. But I think also, you know, similar to the Nancy Pelosi thing, there's just such a personal element to this. I mean, you know, there was this whole thing where Romney and him. They obviously butted heads. Romney made that big speech during the 2016 campaign. And then Trump, you know, again, to troll, I think, brought him in there for a potential. He, you might get the Secretary of State <laughs> right. role. I don't know, Mitt, any moment. And then he gets pictures taken of him, that really awkward picture where he, Mitt looks like he's about to cry at dinner. Um, uh, and, you know, he basically... He embarrassed him very badly. And I think there is an element personally where he's just like, he's never going to give this guy a break. He's never going to, I mean, he's never going to be honest about Donald Trump um, because they hate each other and they will continue to hate each other. But the funny thing is Mitt Romney, he's supposed to be this upstanding guy. He's supposed to be this good Christian. And everyone else has seemed to be able to forgive Donald Trump. I mean, you look at how Donald Trump dogged Ted Cruz's wife. I don't think it gets much worse than that. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Everyone else. For some reason, Romney hasn't been able 
able to get over it. No, and, unless he was about to get offered a really good game. Right, and, and then, then he's, he's fine he's with going, it. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, look, there's two parts of this. I think, you know, Mitt Romney, uh, his analysis of this situation is terrible. I mean, like, I, you know, he's trying to make this out to be this, he, this really over-the-top violation of our electoral um, world. And it's, it's not. I mean, I, I, you know, I think on the merit, it does not deserve for him to be removed. The first time in, you know, American history, we're going to remove a president over a call he made about a country that basically no one here knows <laughs> where it is or what it is. Right. Well, they can't point it on a map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, so that, that part of it is like, I think uh, it's over the top. You know, and, and I think there is the other side of this where Trump has this thing that he does, which is when someone does something bad to him, he just lights them up. He, you know, he lights up the underlings when they leave. He lights up the political opponents. Uh, he lights up uh, the uh, intelligence gathering. All these things have come back at one time or another to to, I don't want to say burn him, but it, it, like, it stops his progress. You watched that speech last night. He's got so much to talk about in a positive way, and he gets mired down in these dumb little person, personality battles too often. And when you kind of trash people, whether you're supposed to be your allies, or your equals, or your underlings, over time that comes out to be, I think, something that hurts your own progress. Over time, do you think it's gotten worse? Because it can have two effects. You can either say... Yeah. It's Trump you're dealing with. Yeah. All right. We've known this about the guy <laughs> since what? 20, w- w- the 90s probably. Yeah. Oh, God, if not the late 80s. 80s. Yeah. yeah. We've known this about him. What do you expect from the guy? It could be that or it could be that it's, it's just getting worse. And the fact that he does this, people are getting more and more tired of it. And it is coming back to bite him in the ass. Yeah. I mean, I think it works two ways, right? Like, I, you know, I think there is a Trump curve. Like Trump says things, and I, I, I fully admitted this, that I, tr- I grade Trump on a, a curve as to what I would say about Barack Obama. If Barack Obama came out and was like, you know what? Kim Jong-un's a good guy. I would have lit him up for a month on that comment. But it's, right. it's like Trump doesn't speak that way. He doesn't. You can't take what he says. Exact, all you can say about that is he's trying to be, he's trying to be di- diplomatic with North Korea. That's all you can take out of the point where hey, I would Jim, agree with Kim that. Jong, I, I, he made me grilled cheeses last night. That doesn't mean he actually made grilled cheeses right. with Kim Jong. Oh, I believe he said we literally we fell in love. I <laughs> believe is the quote. Which <laughs> is the quote. But look, and to be fair, if Barack Obama said that, if uh, Bernie Sanders said that in this campaign, it would be a horror show on but conservative it, media. It, for, it would absolutely. For, for be, but you've got two completely different personalities. Exactly. The way Trump says it, yeah. you know, it's sort of tongue in cheek, and yep. you know, he it's a, there's a bit of BSing going on that mm-hmm. he does, and everybody knows when Trump is is BSing, you know, and everyone knows when Trump is kind of just you know trying to entertain the crowd and saying stuff. Yeah. And then everyone knows when Trump actually means what he says. And last night, I think, is an example of where Trump mean, meant what he said. Um, and he gave a speech that was, by and large, I don't think, although then I turned on CNN, it was a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the speech last night was that divisive. No, and I, yet, I agree. CNN is saying it's, the, it's divisive re-election pitch in State of the Union. And then we have AOC as well. I think we have a clip of AOC saying the only reason that all of these amazing moments in the in the State of the Union speech were just because uh, he wanted to use people as props. And we have that clip. Reaction to so many people of color being highlighted. I think, again, Trump knows exactly what he's doing. Um, he has started, Donald Trump has started giving out cash to black Americans at his rallies. Um, this whole State of the Union was like a game show where he was handing out prizes and surprises and reality TV moments. And um, this is exactly his political agenda. 
So intelligent. She I like knows. how she puts the glasses on her head to make her look like she's like a librarian or something. Like, like she has wisdom. What does she mean handing out cash to black people at uh, rallies? And why, why can't I go? I, really, I wasn't yes. aware of this. Yes. Uh, it's amazing because isn't the entire Democratic platform giving out gifts to minorities? That was That's the their right, entire yes. political platform <laughs> yes. is based on this. Um, you know, I, it is. It's a funny thing to watch her go through this because. And by the way, literally, like that is the reparations is yeah. literally free cash Thank in you. the most literal sense possible. Yeah, and every one of these programs is just another example of redistributing wealth from people that they don't want to have it to people they do. That's their entire way of running the government. Sure. Um, at least the way they want to run it. Uh, and they've been all too successful over the years. Uh, so, I, you know, it's it's obviously a ridiculous criticism coming from her. I mean, it, it, she's, you know, she's the person that's saying that, you know, billionaires don't make their money, they take the money. And it's like, well, that means that they, they've stolen and we need to give it back to the people whose it was. Obviously, the person who doesn't work at the company that's somehow responsible for their success. Um, I, I, I find it to be really uh, offensive. Um, and, you know, I think there is an element there, which is smart from Donald Trump um, politically, in that, you know, Donald Trump, we talked about the 80s and 90s. Donald Trump was known uh, as one of the reasons why The Apprentice got on the air is because he had such positive uh, feelings from the black community and other minority communities. He was, you know, some rich white dude that just for whatever reason connected well. Right. Um, and that's why he was sung about in like what, you know, countless rap, song. rap songs, yeah. hip hop and all of it. Exactly. Yeah. And for, you know, obviously, as this has become political and partisan, a lot of that's gone away. And I think his his people say, like, we can there's no reason this can't connect again. Like, there's no reason this has to be this way. The results are amazing. Um, you know, he, as he highlighted at the beginning of that speech when he was going through his accomplishments, you know, unemployment rate for all these different communities and, and all these different, uh, you know, when it comes to savings and, and all of that is a real positive. And, and it's funny to watch. Um, so there was a big complaint from the from the Democrats, too, where they said, well, he's talking about taking people off of uh, he's bragging about getting people off of food stamps. These are things that people need. And it's like the whole point of food stamps is that you have them when you need them. And when you're done needing them, you're not on yeah. them anymore. And you're supposed to get off right? of them. The yes. fact that people are getting off of them is a bad thing. Right. It is. It's in, it's completely baffling. Yeah. And also the idea, you know, they talk about, oh, they're bringing these people in as props. Every single politician at this thing gets a guest. Yes. And so this always bothers me because it's like they always have a guest and the guest <laughs> is there to provide some sort of political message. Yes. And that's just the point of a guest. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whenever they're saying, oh, they're being used as a prop, they're not being used as a prop. They're trying to send a political message. And it's been that way since at least I can remember. Yeah. I mean, since Reagan, I think. And yeah. Reagan was the first one who did it. And, and you know, it is, it, I mean, is it a prop? In some ways it is. It's an example of showing what how a policy can work. And it's demeaning to call it a prop. And that's why she's using that term. But I mean, it's a it, some, some, sometimes personalizing an example right. and, is a and, good idea. And it's showing how policies, which can often be up here and wonky, actually yeah. affect real people. Yeah. And I thought, you know, he kind of broke that into a few different, um, the whole speech was brought, broken into a couple of different parts. You know, one of them was kind of, we talked about with all the successes, just running down the stats of like how good things are right now in all these different categories. The way he um, approached somewhat controversial topics, I thought was really smart. It was a well, like, really well-crafted speech. Um, was, where, I think it was a Stephen Miller speech. I think it was, too. And, and look, Stephen Miller gets a lot of criticism, but he's written some of his best speeches. Um, and, you know, you could see that, like, the, he gets criticism because there was, like, darkness and stuff around, like, the illegal immigrant areas. But it's like, you have to pers you have to make sure you're telling that story. All they will do is tell you about the, the kid in the cage and the, you know, the, the poor, you know, mother who had all these things happen to her. And of course, there's obviously bad things that have happened on the border. But 
there's also ha- bad things that have happened in the country from people who've crossed that Across border, the border right. and, and making sure people understand that. And he did that with, um, I thought, abortion really well, with school choice really well, with the border really well, where you take these things that are somewhat controversial in a, from a policy perspective and turn that instead into a, something that everyone can agree with. Everyone's excited that that little girl who was born at 21 weeks is alive and thriving. Or is everyone excited? But because if you watch before. it, everyone's not excited. And that's apparently this terrible thing. But the, you see the polls from regular people and overall very, very positive. I mean, the speech was received really well. I mean, it was something like 80% of independents approved of this speech. That's not a normal Donald Trump world. And this this Donald Trump out there, he's done a great job with these things. I wouldn't have predicted that coming in. I, you know, <laughs> right. Good rallies, yes. Good one-liners, yes. Good state of the unions, I probably would have said no to that. And yet he's knocked he's, it out of the park. Yeah. And has. that's not good news for the Democrats in 2020. So I'm going to hold you over. Next, we're going to discuss the 2020 race heading into New Hampshire. Uh, we still don't know who for sure won the caucus. <laughs> I mean, the disaster that is already the Democratic 2020 primaries, that's next. All right, losing your hair absolutely sucks, right? Want to know what does not suck is keeping your hair without ever having to leave your couch. Although, guys, like, leave your couch. Get off your couch and do something. But if you are losing your hair, you guys got to know Keeps. Keeps offers the generic versions of the two FDA-approved hair loss products. That's the real deal. And the generic versions, they will save you a fortune. And it's real simple. All you got to do is answer a few online questions. Then you snap a few pics of your hair. And a licensed doctor will review everything and recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you. Then it is shipped discreetly to your door. So you're probably probably wondering, uh, well, how do I know this stuff is going to work? Well, here are the stats. A whopping 66% of men experience hair regrowth thanks to Keeps. So as I said, losing your hair sucks. Do something about it. And here's the deal I got for you. Go to keeps.com slash today to get your first order off of Keeps hair loss treatment. You get 50% off. That is half off at keeps.com slash today. That is keeps.com slash today. All right, so we're here with Stu Bergier. He has a new show coming out, Stu Does America. Yes, please subscribe on the podcast. Click on, on over. Absolutely. YouTube, everywhere. And you can also get it at blazetv.com, yes? Yes, it's uh, behind the paywall and in front of it. So, All right, so if you want to pay for it, you can. If you exposed. want to get it for free, you can get the podcast. <laughs> Same thing with White House Brief, by the way. Yeah. Um, so you have this caucus, which is an absolute disaster. They used the results app. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, the minute I heard results app, I said, you've got to be kidding me. Who's it from? Shadow Incorporated? A Shadow Incorporated. That doesn't sound sketchy at <laughs> no, all. That sounds totally all. legitimate. Shadow Incorporated. Uh, and every time they come out with a new piece of technology, you know, they came out with the uh, Affordable Care Act uh, website. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it puts you on hold. And it was like the first website ever, which was the only innovative part to, to put you on a hold. Mm. Now they have this app and they're saying, well, it wasn't a malfunction. There were just some discrepancies. Um, <laughs> so, so a regular, if it functioned right, there wouldn't, there be, wouldn't discrepancy. be discrepancy. I don't understand that. So we're supposed to take that at face value. And then at 4 p.m. last night, they said, well, we're going to release uh, half of the results to you. So, so, so we're going to half. This is a good approach. I think we should play the Super Bowl. Then the next day, you have the <laughs> halftime score. Right. That's there you good, go. You'd, exactly. You'd really understand what was happening. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. I mean, I, this is... Uh, this is pathetic. I mean, it's legitimately pathetic. This should not be hard. It's a bunch of people standing in a room, all really wanting you to know who they're going to vote for. Right. 
This is not a difficult process. The problem is like the process we had before where you go in and use a piece of paper and put a check next to the name of the person that you want to win seemed to work. <laughs> it seemed yeah. to work fine. It's so weird. Democrats always have a great way of trying to fix things that aren't broken. But uh, I think now 67% is in or something like that. And you have Buttigieg coming out maybe on top, it looks like, yeah. um, with Bernie below and it's a little sketchy because Bernie keeps on getting screwed in these scenarios and you got to wonder the app breaks and there's some sort of situation <laughs> by Shadow Inc where the uh, results app breaks and Bernie ends up getting screwed again. I kind of would like to believe the Democrats wanted to screw Bernie more because at least maybe there'd be some Democrats who didn't want a socialist for a president uh, <laughs> but I don't actually believe that I, 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 unfortunately. Um, yeah I mean he it, the system's weird right it's like an archaic system where they go in there and they they, they, first, they all vote and this is something that Bernie got into the system because last time he was pissed off because they because uh, he he wound up losing in a very close election to Hillary. So this time he wanted to have the popular vote uh, also released. So that comes out and he wins that. Then they move over to the second round of the popular vote, which he also wins. But he loses the, uh, it's called a statewide delegate equivalent, which is a dumb, but is the way that they're going to actually project the winner of Iowa. And it looks like Mayor Pete might actually do it because he's stronger in some of these smaller rural areas that project. It's kind of like an electoral college in a way. Here's the thing. Pete Buttigieg is also a socialist. I, yeah. I, here's the thing that people Thank forget to, to, to mention. I mean, Thank you. the guy's dad was actually a self-avowed socialist, mm. and he didn't even deny it when he was asked about it. He kind of just skirted the question. Yeah. Well, and then plus these four things like the Green New Deal, and which is a socialist policy. So totally. the guy is a complete socialist as well. Or how about pack, well. packing the Supreme Court? The guy right. wants to add like you know eight new Supreme Court justices so they can win more often. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, he has all sorts of crazy ideas, and, and like that is the thing about this field. Number one, it's terrible. You know, because if they had a good candidate, that could, they would not be acting the way they are. Why are you going to impeach a president when you can get him out of there in nine months by beating him? Exactly. These are not the actions of a confident party. Um, and so that's number one. They're all trying to cover up the same problem that they have, that their candidates are terrible. Uh, and number two, this idea that there's a moderate lane in this in this field is not true. Joe Biden was like the most liberal candidate in the Senate, <laughs> like in 2008. Yeah, now he's the moderate one. Now he's the moderate one. He's like so right. No one can even understand understand it. It's like these guys are way off the reservation. You know, back when, you know, when we were working together, you know, how many years ago was that? The, too many now. Too, it's a too seven. Many now. Yeah, seven years ago. This was a completely different party to a point that they were still nuts. They were still incompetent. They were still too far left. But at least they wouldn't they wouldn't come out. They were not the people that would come out and say, hey, yeah, shout your abortion. Right. right? Like they would at least act as if they didn't want more abortions to happen. Now they've given up on this entirely. You have I mean, it is a Tulsi Gabber comes out and says, yeah, you know what? I think the nine month, uh, you know, abortion is probably a bad idea. And she gets blasted by the party. <laughs> That's a crazy idea. It's almost a fully born baby. <laughs> right. And that's too crazy. Stuber's year, appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Stuber's year, Stu does America. Get it wherever your podcasts are Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get them. Rank it, rate it, subscribe to it, do whatever with your podcast. Thank you, and we'll see you guys soon. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief Podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it, and if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.